Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello everybody and welcome to this week's preview show of It's All Cobblers to Me. I know this isn't Charles, Danny's not here either, they're unavailable um, this time. But you've got me, Matt Sammons, um, creator, host of the Cobblers Vlogs YouTube channel, standing in for them and bringing you the preview show because the guys, they love you so much. I love you so much that we've got to get this preview show out for you. So uh, I'm covering for you. Today, we're joined by Jake, who is a Lincoln City fan. How are you, Jake? I don't want to talk about football, put it that way, after this week. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well, thank you, mate. I, I hope you're well. It's, um, thank you very much for having me on, on the pod. Yeah, no problem. You've got uh, Charles to thank for that. But yeah, um, yeah, we're not too happy about our situation at the minute either. We had a, a terrible loss on Tuesday night to Oxford, battered by four goals to nil. Um, so yeah, we weren't impressed by that. But nobody cares about that anymore. We're on to talking about this weekend's action. The Cobblers obviously host Lincoln City. Um, 2,000 of you lucky listeners uh, will get to be there, um, providing that Northampton isn't put into Tier 3. We're on uh, Wednesday night as we speak. So uh, you'd probably know by now if you're going. Obviously, this is going out on Friday morning. But, Jake, let's start with last season. Um, there was quite a split in League One, wasn't there? For pe- Two teams were 
four points per game. A lot of teams were against point, points per game. There's a bit of a split down the middle, wasn't there? Um, what was Lincoln's stance on it? Um, and how did you feel about the season being called so early? Um, to be honest, I'm sort of glad that the season got curtailed when it did. Um, we, were, we were really poor last season. Um, obviously, the Cowley brothers you know, disappearing to Huddersfield sort of early September. Um, we managed to sort of hold ourselves around mid-table, um, but we had, we were very inconsistent, a bit like what you guys are this year. We were we were very inconsistent. You know, we won twice on the road all season. Um, home was a fortress, and uh, very fortunately, if you know, if we had kept going the way we were, we could well have, have slipped into the uh, into the bottom three at the time. Um, I seem to recall we were going away to Tranmere the week that the football got curtailed, and they had they had a game in hand on us, and if they had won that they'd have gone to within six points and they were in that bottom place in the bottom three um, top place in the bottom three so we could well have drifted into it I was very happy because had this had we had played eight more games nine more games we, we didn't have the squad that we do at the minute I we could well have we've gone down so I was I mean I was sort of happy I know we spoke a little bit earlier that, that, that you were quite happy that, that you guys were it went on points per game mm-hmm. but, um, yeah I mean, it was it was very fortunate, put it that way, that, that we're still in League One come the twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm. And you're obviously not doing too bad this season. Obviously, you're now in life without the Cowley brothers. How's that? Are you were you, you wish you they were still there, or were you quite happy to see them leave? Um, well, put it this way: that Danny and Nicky Cowley are probably the most, especially during my lifetime the most successful management team that, that Lincoln had ever had. You know, the older fans will talk about Keith Alexander, John Beck, uh, managers like that. But Danny Cowley was sort of the man that made me fall back into love with Lincoln. We were lurking in, in the National League for, for five years. We looked like we were going absolutely nowhere. And uh, Danny popped up and massively changed the fortunes of the club. Um, you know, the FA Cup run, the winning of the two leagues in three years... Obviously, when when Danny and Nicky left, we were sort of in a similar sort of position to where we were at the start of this season. We were in the playoffs, in the automatics. I think we were top after three games, um, which was the highlight of the season, to be fair. Um, but obviously, the, you know, they, they left, they went to Huddersfield. I was absolutely gutted. You know, they were, you know, as I said, without far, without, without doubt, the best management team that, that Lincoln had had. And I think the problem was that they were... They were so keen to stay that summer. They were they were linked with the job at, at West Brom, which eventually went to to Slavon Bilic. You know, he just got sacked the other night, a bit crazy, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. They went to Huddersfield. Apple, you know, the the man that I wanted to take over was, was Gareth Ainsworth. Um, obviously, you saw what he did with Wickham last season, getting them into the Championship. Um, but Appleton came in, didn't know too much about him. Obviously, I, I have mates who support Oxford, and they told me that. This is probably the best thing to, to happen for Lincoln. Appleton took a bit of, bit of time to teeth in. Um, he was working with Danny's, Danny's squad most of the time. Uh, he had January to bring in his own players, sort of could see the way that we wanted to play. And, you know, now that we're sat here, what, 17, 16 games into the League One the next season and we're fourth in the division, uh, when there's nine ex-Premier League teams who all probably would think, you know, within their own fan groups that they should be you know, in the Premier League, aka Sunderland fans. Um, it's brilliant. You know, Danny Cow- in hindsight, Danny Cowley leaving the football club has probably been the best thing to happen to Lincoln for a, for a while. 
Mm -hmm. So I guess for the Cowley brothers, it was um, kind of no room for sentiment in football. They kind of had to, well, didn't have to have to leave, but something better came up and that kind of drawn them away, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, since Appleton's come in, we're obviously not the greatest of friends to them. The guys at home that are listening to this will know that um, the sort of stuff that we had at Oxford and, and the sort of banter and a bit of a rivalry that we have with them. Yeah guys will know that we're not the biggest friends of Michael Appleton. Um, but looking at Lincoln this season, you've made some really good trans- uh, sorry, some really good results. Um, I've seen that you've beaten Charlton. I'm just looking now at your results. You've beaten Charlton. Uh, you've beaten the likes of Ipswich 1-0 at home as well. You've had some good results against some big sides this team. Um, how do you think that's come about? What's, what's changed over the summer? Um, I think the, the, uh, the fact that we've got such a small but versatile squad. Um, nobody can predict how we're going to line up. For example, um, we went to Swindon, uh, when was it, a t- couple of weeks ago on the Tuesday night and we we lined up with two central midfielders at, at fullback, Robbie Gotts and Teo Eden, who were traditionally um, central midfielders that were playing out there. Um, I think the, f- the fact that we've got such versatility in the squad, you know, the likes of George Grant who can play on the left, play centrally as the pivot like he's doing um, more recently. Uh, Brennan Johnson, probably one of the, you know, the, the most informed uh, frontman in the division at the minute. He can play out wide, he can play through the middle, he can play in midfield. Um, you know, again, against some of those top teams, I think the fact that they thought that they were automatically given the right that they were going to beat us that day. I, I remember Ipswich coming to, to Lincoln Paul Lambert showing Lincoln absolutely no respect. You know, they had 80% of the ball, whatever they did, you know, uh, couldn't create a, a chance for, for Toffee. Uh, and we went and I think we won a penalty and, and won the game. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, we've had quite a few penalties this season, which has probably been very fortunate. We had two at, two at Blackpool, one against Plymouth, one against Ipswich. The list could go on. Uh, Brennan Johnson's a bit of a, a bit of a um, menace in the in the penalty area. So I'd be if I was a Northampton Town defender listening to this, I would go go anywhere near him. Um, but yeah, it's it's been great. It's been really good this year against against the top teams. Obviously, we've we've sort of struggled against the teams that we were expected to beat. Um, you know, Wigan came to to Central Bank the other week, got a goal up, sat behind sat behind the ball for for most of that game. Shrews, we did the same on on Tuesday this week. So, um, you know, I'm not too sure, but it's, um, it's brilliant spectating. I absolutely love paying a tenner to watch it and I follow it every week. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, not quite the same as how we feel about paying our tenors. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. <laughs> you mentioned um, you're good at the back this season and um, you've sort of been quite solid defensively. Um, is that maybe because you lost one of your centre-halves that's come to us, Kieran Bolger? Absolutely not. Kian Bolger he split opinions really because he came into Lincoln from Fleetwood in in the January window when we were riding so high in in League 2 the standout defender for for us that season without a doubt was was Jason Shackle Um, obviously you know you you guys might know him from playing in the Premier League Burnley I think he's been at Millwall Derby for quite a long time so he's played higher Um, but Kian Bolger I think he was sort of a, a victim of, of the, the, the way that we were changing from football. Kian Bolger was a very good centre-half. You know, long balls coming towards him, him heading, heading the ball away. But in terms of the way that Appleton likes to play, you know, on the floor, our defense, you look at our centre-halves now, uh, Joe Walsh, uh, Lewis Monson, I'm sure we'll, we'll get on to later. Ball-playing centre-halves who are very good with the feet and can step into midfield. Kian Bolger 
every time he stepped into into um, into midfield, he looked like he had two left feet and it was a bit of a donkey. Some, <laughs> he, he split. Tell us about it, mate. He split. He split opinion with Lincoln fans. You know, I I go to to the games with a, a man called Chris and his, and his family, and they were saying that Kean Bolger was one of our best players of the season last year. I mean, I couldn't see it in a team with Tyler Walker and Harry Toffolo. Um, but, you know, I think Kean is probably a league one centre-half. Um, obviously, you guys nearly promoted. And the way that Keith Kerr likes to play, we've, we've become accustomed to that with his spell at, at Carlisle and, and Mansfield, etc. Um, I can see Kean, why Kean Bolger was a target for Northampton. But um, I certainly don't think he's... Uh, if we had him in the back four this season, that we'd be, have the best defensive record in the league. If, if I'm not sure if we still got it after Saturday, but... Um, <laughs> No, certainly uh, don't look back with Keane with fond memories. But, you know, he he, he tried hard. Uh, he played, he, you know, he had a few couple of good games. He scored on his debut at Bury, I think. So we have memories of him, but we uh, we wouldn't take him back. He's 100% yours. We don't want him. Thank you. Well, thanks very much. Um, we'll be glad to keep him not. Um, so going the other way from defence to attack, um, obviously Keane was Lincoln to Northampton. Um, this time we're kind of going from Northampton to Lincoln, although technically it's Northampton, West Brom, Lincoln. Yeah. Um, Callum Morton, the man who pretty much, I wouldn't say turned around, but was a massive influence in us being, you know, sat, sat here having this conversation today about us playing you in League One. Um, so, first of all, when you signed him, how did you react? Did you know about him? Had you watched him play for us in the playoffs? What was your sort of reaction to, to him signing? Um uh, as a journalist, I sort of covered League Two um, and Northampton quite a bit. I used to write for Football League World, a website I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with. Um, Northampton were, were were in the section that I used to cover. Um, obviously, League Two, we had only won it the season before, so I was very keen to to look out for that. And, I mean, I watched the playoff final against Exeter. Um, it was outstanding, wasn't it? Um you know, I think it was it the yeah, yeah. playoff game against Cheltenham as well that, that he had that he sort of he was mm-hmm. also very very good. I seem to remember. Um, obviously, we were a lot of Lincoln fans were were very excited when we signed him. Um, I'd seen a bit of him, so I you know the way he sort of gets in behind is a bit different to what we have up front at the minute. Um, he's very quick, very raw. Um, he's very, as I say, he's very different to Tom Hopper, who's sort of a defensive star forward who, who you can play into and, and play around him. But Callum Morton, I think he's played three or four times, but he's, he's not had the, the best start of uh, life at Lincoln. He's He's been injured. He picked up a really serious injury right after, I, I want to say, the Bradford game in the Carabao Cup. Um, and he, he, he's just not been back since. Um, obviously, it's, it's a massive loss. You know, Callum Morton was exceptional for, for you lot last season. Um, I I think when he when he comes back in February, uh, I think I think you guys will have to face him next um, this season because we play each other again pretty quickly after the after Christmas. So Callum Morton, I think he's going to feel like a new signing. If we're still up there, I've got you know I've, there's absolutely no reason why he could do a similar job to what he did for you last season. But for us, hopefully, mm-hmm. it's send us to the championship. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so you've um, you've mentioned you've seen him three or four times this season. Um, I'm sure the Cobblers fans will want to wish him well and, and hope he's doing the best he can, obviously, um, and, and a speedy recovery with his injury. But when you did see him, um, what did you see of him? Was he any good? Did he score any goals? Was he, he did. Involved, was he, 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 sc- he scored. I mean, I think everybody scored that night. We played Bradford in the in the Carabao Cup, as I said, beat them five 0 I feel like he scored the fifth. Um, 
so the game was sort of dead and buried at that point anyway. Um, from what he, from what I've saw, I think he played at MK Dons away when we beat them 2-1. Um, very, you know, very quick, electrifyingly quick, very scary, really quick. He um, he carries the ball really well for a young player. And I can 100% see why Michael Appleton went, you know, like the look of, of what he saw. And thankfully, Appleton's got, got good links with, um, with West Brom. So that's probably why he ended up at Central Bank rather than at six fields, fortunately. But, um, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. A lot of West Brom, I think he signed a contract just before coming out on loan. So it sort of shows you how, mm-hmm. how West Brom rate him. A lot of their fans were sort of saying, you know, go and have a good year with Lincoln, fingers crossed, and then come back and, and be a part of our You know, a lot of their, their academy, they've got a good academy down at West Brom. And for them, for them to say that he was one of the most, you know, the hottest prospects coming out of their academy, um, we were excited and, yeah, he's he's done really well. He's um well of what we've seen anyway. Hopefully we can um see a bit more of him when he when he when his injuries um all pass through. But um yeah, he's but we've been happy with what we've seen from him so far. Cool. So you've mentioned um a lot of your squad so far. Um you've mentioned them in, in sort of your previous answers. Um the two I've picked out which I recognise as sort of key players, obviously you're you're probably gonna turn around and say, Yeah, they're both injured, neither of them are gonna play on Saturday, which will make me look really stupid. Um so I've picked out Archibald and Liam Bridcut um okay. as two players that I kind of recognise. Mm-hmm. Um obviously I think Bridcut has played in the Premier League before. Yeah. Um I can tell by the smile on your face, you're probably gonna tell me that he's injured now. Um, he is squad. I knew it. I yeah, knew that Br- was gonna happen. The thing is Bridcut's injured and Theo Archibald can't get a look in. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm so I'm thanks for that. Yeah, this is so that's me never coming on this podcast ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you you spoke about Bridcut is a big part part of the part of the team when he's when he's fit. Um, you know, he's he's massive. He's played in the Premier League. Um, we actually got him as a bit of a bargaining chip from from Forest last season. Obviously, we had Tyler Walker, who who Northampton fans might know. Um, mm-hmm. He bagged in goals for fun, and then Forrest decided to do what Forrest do and recall him on the last day of the of the, of the loan spell, um, which we were fuming with. So they sort of, as a pity, they sort of said, "Well, Havlin Bridcut, he's not great, <laughs> but um, you know, ever since walking through the door in January last year, sorry, that cup of tea has hit the spot." Um, <laughs> as he sits when he plays, he sits right in front of the bat for. He's a captain. He's he's the leader. He's the man around the, the training ground that Appleton's put a, tr- a lot of faith in. Um, you know, he's he's a big part of the football club. Even, I think even when he was injured, we played Plymouth in the FA Cup. Even though he had absolutely no reason to go down with the squad um, for the game, you know, he was still on the bus. You know, hope, you know, doing what a captain does. And you know, you mentioned Archibald there. I was really excited to sign Archibald. He was fantastic for Macclesfield last year, from what from what I can re- recall. Um, Celtic youth, obviously, didn't cut it at, at Brentford, but at Macclesfield, he sort of... I, I don't know, you'll be able to tell this a bit more because I didn't watch so much League Two last year, but he was sort of the main man at Macclesfield, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the, there's a lot of promise in him. The problem, the problem for Archibald is Brennan Johnson plays in his position, and Brennan Johnson is... Um, Probably our best attacking attacking player at the minute. Um, yeah, I'll just touch on a couple more key players that, that you didn't mention. George Grant, uh, outstanding this year, most goals. Lewis Montsmer, centre half, plucked from the second division in Holland of all places. Um, 
we're extremely worried that we're going to lose him in January because he's probably the best centre-half in the league. I've said it a lot better than Kean Bolger anyway. Um, <laughs> Anyone's better than Kean Bolger, mate. <laughs> um, you know, we're, 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 we've got a good squad. As I said to you on when we did the reverse sort of the other way around, um, I've spoke about the versatility within our squad and, you know, we're, we've got so many players that I could mention that I think I'll be here for the whole half an hour just talking about them. Um, but, yeah, it's... I mean, as you said, Bridcut and Archibald. Bridcut is definitely a, a massive player for Lincoln, make no doubt about it. But Archibald, honestly, I think he'll be lucky to be on the bench this weekend, if I'm honest, because Zach Elbazetti uh, is an Irish under-21 international. He's sort of hit a little bit of form. He's, he got, got three goal contributions last week uh, at Shrewsbury in the... In the um, the very well-named Papa John's Trophy. Um, so, uh, Archibald, I'd be very surprised if you came up against him. Um, but, yeah, in terms of those two, but he, it shows you did your research very well there, Matt. Yeah, <laughs> let's just uh, not talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, moving on to, oh, so I'm going to test your research now. Um, what do you know about our team? Who do you think is going to cause problems? Um, yeah, what do you think of the Cobblers? How, how have you viewed them this season? What one man I can see as a as a potential problem, Nicky Adams, um, very good footballer. Uh, I think he came from Berry. I thought I think he stepped back down into League Two when Berry got promoted. You know that I'm I'm going off that that season that he had at Berry. He was probably the top assist maker in in, in the league. Um, he was part of an outstanding team, but he was probably the out, one of the outstanding individuals with um, O'Shea in midfield. Um, and Danny Danny Mayer isn't it he was at, he was at Plymouth now but um, you know the, the Cobblers I remember we played them quite a lot during our title winning season I seem to remember we, we drew in the we played each other in the FA Cup I seem to remember mm, yeah. and we, we we must have beat you because we went on and played Everton so I'm guessing we won which is a good thing um, but that, that season I, I can remember coming to six fields opening day of the season we won 1-0 and Northampton were absolutely peppering our goal. Um, I think our goalkeeper was absolutely, you know, sensational that day, Josh Vickers. Um, in terms of this season, obviously you nearly promoted like we were this time last year. I think it's clear to see that you're struggling so far this year. You, you know, you said to me earlier that you are consistently inconsistent. At the minute, it looks like you're on a bit of a downfall um, with back-to-back losses. I mean, we're in no better position ourselves um, in terms of that. Um, but you know, yeah, I, I feel like there probably will be. You know, I, I probably say all this, and then I back Northampton to finish last in my predictions. I'm not too sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Northampton, Northampton are a, a club that probably yo-yo between League One and League Two quite a little bit. Um, you know, obviously, I've heard of uh, Northampton. They've got you've got Scotty Pollock there, obviously a big internet star or whatever. I'm not sure if he actually plays. He's injured. He's injured. injured. I've got one on you. He's injured. <laughs> we'll make that 1-1. One, one. Uh, I definitely wouldn't yeah. take one on Saturday, though, I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah. Um, Northampton, are, they're, a, they're a good little club from what I remember. Um, I spoke to you before that I've played at Six Fields um, during the varsity. It was a really nice pitch, which probably makes a complete difference to what it is now if you're training on it every yeah, day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, knowing Keith Curl, who doesn't like Lincoln, and Lincoln don't like Keith Curl, yeah, I don't think we're going to get on very well, put it that way. 
<laughs> Talk to us about that then, the, the Keith Curl-Lincoln rivalry. Where's, what's that? Uh, I think from? it's when he was manager at Mansfield. Uh, obviously, Lincoln and Mansfield, sort of local rivals. I mean, it's Nottingham, which is only about 45 minutes away from, from Lincoln. Um, he's always, you know, giving jibs at us in the media. He's always, especially under the Cowley brothers when, when he was at Carlisle, um, because Carlisle the year the year before we were in league in league uh, two they they had that amazing playoff game against Exeter where Jack Stacey went and scored in the last minute or something and I feel like we I think we did the double over them that season and, and Keith Curl was a little bit bitter um, I don't think he likes the cat the Cowley style um, essentially obviously we were quite direct um, under Danny Cowley and I think Keith Curl is probably similar I think. If anything, I think Keith Curl is probably going to try and kick us out about a little bit extra because of that incentive with Lincoln and Mansfield. But um, yeah, he's not he's not very well liked um, in the red and white of Lincolnshire, essentially. Fair yeah, enough. I'm not sure about the kicking about. Um, we seem to be a bit too nice to play against this year. A bit, you know, sort of not very aggressive. Not sort of that sort. You know, that sort of aggression and, and yeah. sort of stuff that we might have shown last year. Um, let's just last couple um, 2,000 fans are hopefully going to be inside six fields on Saturday or the PTS as it's now called um, if they're there do you think that's going to make a difference or do you think Lincoln are just going to be able to just block that out and get the job done um, obviously I, I'm very jealous if you guys are putting to tier two in, in Lincolnshire we're, we're, we have one of the highest transmissions rates of the virus at the minute which is um, obviously upsetting because we all want to get back to Central Bank and see this team that are massively overperforming, but um, home home crowd makes a massive, um, you know, it helps the team massively. You can, you know, I'm not sure how the um, support is at Northampton, but especially at Lincoln, the crowd can sometimes win several points a season for for the team, and I'm sure it's it is at Northampton. Um, I seem to remember it was very loud that day. We went there in the uh, in the league a couple of years ago, and. Um, It'll make a difference for sure. You you know, it gives your players an extra couple of percent that you, that you might need a bit of a kick up the arse. Um, but I would rectify that and say that we played in front of a similar sort of crowd at Shrewsbury in the Papa John's Trophy. Granted, they made 10, 11 changes or whatever it was and we seemed to walk all over them 4-1. But you, know, you never know with, with League One, especially this season where, you know, anyone beats everybody. Um you know, it it could definitely come into your favour, but I mean, I'm hoping not. Um, it, it would just—I think we could both agree, and everybody listening to this podcast would agree that it would be so much better if we were all there, because um, it would be a sold-out yeah. event because it's not too far for for Lincoln to come. Uh, you guys would be up for it. We'd be up for it with the start. It would be a really good atmosphere. But um, hopefully, uh, hopefully, they don't push you guys across the line because we don't really need to lose three in a row at this point of the season we're trying to keep up with the big boys so um, yeah I mean as I say it's it, it's good for you guys that you're getting back into into six fields um, we're all very jealous mm-hmm. so you mentioned there um, just before we get your prediction keeping up with the big boys into the future into the end of the season I assume the Christmas period is going to be key for every team um, do you think you can maintain that um, and get that promotion push, finishing the playoffs and maybe kick on into the championship next season? Or do you think you're going to sort of float down, maybe back into that sort of mid-table area? God, you've stitched me up here, Matt, haven't you? I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't come onto a podcast and say, you know what, yeah, we're going to, we'll finish 16th again and we'll take it. You know, we're, we're on 32 points at the minute. We're fourth in the league. Game in hand takes a second. 
I've I, touch wood. I'm not making this wrong, but I feel like we we could stick about until the end of the season. Obviously, I think before a ball was kicked, I, I thought we were going to finish ninth. I thought we were going to improve on last year. You know, the January transfer window is. I feel like the team that are going to go up this year are going to have the best window. Um, and with Appleton and his, you know, incredible, you know, flawless so far uh, plans in the transfer market. They could see us over the line. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to come out and say, "Yeah, we're going to get promoted." You know, we're going to beat Sunderland and Hull and Posh and Pompey and all these teams to promotion. But I can see us sneaking into the playoffs. Um, you know, I'll say this, and then we'll come. We'll come like twelve or something. Um, but the way we, I mean, the way we play, I think I feel like the problem we're going to we might come unstuck is when teams are going to come to Central Bank and go right. You're, you're wherever you are in the league, higher than what we are. Come and break us down. Teams are going to make it hard hard to play, you know, hard to go against. And we sort of struggled with that on, on Tuesday night against Shrewsbury. They sort of, we gave them a goal, an awful mistake. And they sort of said, right, what have you got? Come and, come and, and the game was essentially then played in their half. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say, I'm going to say now, I think we're going to finish in the playoffs. Um I don't think we'll win them. I think we need because if we if we went straight into the championship next year, I feel like we'd do a Wickham and probably be one of the worst teams the championship has ever seen. I feel like we need another year in League One where we're, you know, up there again if we were to be up there this year. Um, but yeah, playoffs, but not promotion. Hopefully a playoff final and um, we can go to Wembley. But you you never know. COVID has brought around a weird season. You know, Northampton could go on a run and, and get to the playoff final. You know, if you can sign Callum Morton or the next coming of, you, you never know, do you really? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, hopefully, we're sort of aiming at the other end, just 20th, like I said to you earlier, 20th by a point, by a goal, whatever, yeah. as long as we're in the league next Absolutely. season. We're yeah. happy. Um, and for you guys, it'd be good to see in the championship in the next two, three years, considering where you've come from as well, down in, in the lower leagues. So, um, just last one then, before you, uh, before you head off, what, how do you see Saturday going? What's your prediction? Let's uh, have a score and, and sort of what you think is going to happen. Um, I feel like Mark Clapperton might have given our players a bit of a rocket over the last couple of days. Um, Mike Clapperton is someone, as I'm sure you know, that doesn't tend to show his emotion very often. But when we're messing up like we have been over the last couple of weeks, or the last week specifically, I can't see us having another poor performance. So I feel like Northampton are probably going to catch us on a good day for us. Um as I say, you know, you, you said earlier that the pitch is, is rubbish. It doesn't matter. We're going to try and play football the, the right way. We're going to play it on the floor. We'll pass it about. We'll zip it about the pitch. Depended, obviously, depending on, on personnel, we could play, as I said earlier, two middle midfielders on fullback. But um, I would be disappointed if we didn't win, honestly. Uh, obviously, you guys are newly promoted. Um, we're fourth in the table. Everything looks towards a Lincoln City win but football's not that easy unfortunately and you're going to make it hard for us I feel and um, I mean I'm going to get slated if I if I come onto an opposition podcast and don't predict Lincoln to win because the Stacey West uh, listeners and, and, and viewers are a very a very hard audience to please so I'm going to go for a a 2-1 to Lincoln I think I feel like you might score I feel like we I feel like we'll nudge ahead and then you'll come back into it and then sort of second half we might 
step it up a level like we did at Swindon that we've got and you guys might not have yet um, at this point of the season. So I do apologise, Cobblers fans, but I'm going to predict Lincoln to win because if I didn't, I'd probably get shot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Well, I came onto your pod and was very negative. Um, I predicted Lincoln to win by a couple of goals, didn't I? But I'm on a Cobblers one. I'm a guest. I'm covering, so... I'll go for a draw. I'll go for a one-all or a nil-nil oh, or something like that. Any positive result. <laughs> Any positive result we'll take. Um, so, yeah, just quickly, thanks for coming on. Um, just tell us about you, where we can find you, your podcast and, and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so um, we are the Stacey West podcast. Um, it's not run by me, unfortunately. I'm, I'm not the main man on it. It's a man called Gary Hutchinson uh, and Ben, two lifelong Lincoln City fans. You know, even if you're not a Lincoln fan, I think you'll enjoy the podcast. There's a lot of banter, a lot of, of digs at uh, Ben, especially from Gary. Um, in terms of what I do, I do the sort of preview pod like we've done earlier. Um, it's just on the Gary Hutchinson YouTube channel. Um, yeah, apart from that, it's um, yeah, that, that's about it really for me. I don't tend to do much much else apart from that. But um, yeah, it's been a massive pleasure. Thank you very much for having me on, guys. No worries. Thanks for coming on, Jake. Um, and hopefully, here's to the Cobblers picking up a win on Saturday afternoon against what's going to be a tough Lincoln City side. Thanks very much for listening to It's All Cobblers to Me. Um, hopefully, Danny, Charles, Chessie uh, and Neil or a combination of them will be back with the usual pod on Tuesday. Uh, make sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go and give us a five-star review. Leave us uh, a, a rating as well. So, yeah, thanks very much for listening. Thanks to Charles for letting me uh, come on and cover for him. Um, and hopefully they'll all be back soon. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers To Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.